Mission commencing. Return of the Jedi. $32.5 million worth of intergalactic special effects. It is the finale in the Star Wars trilogy. Everyone's heard about it, and almost everyone is hot to see it. I love these movies. They're great. I just want to see the movie. I'm going to see it before everybody else does. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on it, so I'm to see the special effects. But there is a Darth Vader here. Uh, Darth, you are an imposing figure by anybody's standards, but even though he's here, we have to have 18 New York cops and two sergeants to keep charge. Who are you really? Um, my name is Danny Fitzpatrick. I've been doing this kind of thing for years. But you're not paid by the theater or anything, Oh, right? hell no. I just do it because I love it. episode of bonus points this is jason and it's gabe yep this week we are finally getting to all the fantastic voice messages you folks sent in on why you love return the jedi we have so many awesome ones to go through but this first one is extra special it is from matthew who's in japan and he had the opportunity to talk to femi taylor who you all know and love as ula from jabba's palace He was talking to her at an event in Japan. It's crazy. So let's play the audio of Matthew talking to Femi Taylor. Hey, Jason, Gabe. This is Matt in Tokyo, a binary sunrise on Twitter. I'm sitting here with Femi Taylor, who you probably know from Return of the Jedi as Ula, the Twilight Dancer. And uh, since it's your uh, Return of the Jedi month, I thought, what better way to share about our memories than to ask someone who was on set there. So, um, Femi? Hello, hi. I just wanted to ask you, like, what was one of your favorite memories about working on Return of the Jedi? So, my favorite memory was when I used to sit on um, my throne with Jabba the Hutt and Slash Scrum in between takes, and um, sweet Mark Hamill used to come up and, and just, you know, talk to me. He hadn't said, you know, my name's Mark Hamill, I'm, I'm, I'm playing Luke Skywalker. He, he was, it was just sort of like a family member just coming up and making sure everyone was okay and um, having full chats with me. And then Billy D. Williams saw he was doing it and then he started coming up and talking to me too. But, you know, it was just really nice. There's no hierarchy on, on the set. We were all there to do a job. But that was my, my a really lovely memory. But they took the time out to just make sure that I was okay because I was only 21 back then. And you know, they just made it easier for me 
me, when it was time for me to shoot my scene, I felt really comfortable and felt part of the whole experience. So that's my, that's one of my really good memories. Yeah, I saw Mark when I was doing um, a convention in, I think it was the Essence um, Celebration in Germany, and um, he only saw me as being green as Ula. He didn't see me as Femi, black Femi. So I, I just, I really wanted to say hello to him, and he wasn't at his desk or his table, so I, I left a little note saying, I don't know if you remember me, that I played Ula in, in Jedi, and he used to come and sit and talk to me, and then he came to me and said, of course I remember you, you were so great and sweet, and it was so lovely talking to you, how are you? And then he said in his panel, and Warwick Davis was um, comparing the panel, he said, they should really get Femi Taylor back to do, um, I think it was... Um, the new, the new ones out of the, the, out of the six. So um, he was, you know, he's rooting for me to come back. But uh, they said, no, 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 she got killed. And he said, well, use her as a different character. But he did. He said, we should get you all back, you know, the ones who are alive. So he's a sweetie. Okay, thanks so much. No, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that was great. Thanks, Matthew. That was pretty cool. So crazy. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, now let's hear the rest of the voice messages that uh, everyone sent in to tell us and you and everyone why they love Return of the Jedi as well. I think for me, um, one of my favorite parts of Return of the Jedi is the first act of the film, um, the rescue of uh, Han Solo. I just think it's brilliant filmmaking and storytelling, um, the way that each character that we've got to know from the, the previous two films is reintroduced, um, but in this way where uh, a plan is set in motion for a rescue that's, that fails at every hurdle until it builds to this epic conclusion of, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker knew what he was, was doing all along. I just think that's a, a brilliant way to open a film, uh, and I love it. Return of the Jedi. Now, granted, it is the film out of the original trilogy I tend to dog on the most, mostly for things like the Ewoks, and I don't really care for the humor all that much in that movie, but it is absolutely the most important Star Wars film thematically, because without Return of the Jedi, we would not have the prominence of the theme of redemption in all other forms of Star Wars media. I mean, think of all of the great Star Wars characters we've gotten since Return of the Jedi who have had fantastic redemption arcs. Like, we're in the middle of one right now with Kylo Ren, probably. We've gotten, you know, Darth Revan, Iden Versio, just to name a few. Like, it is absolutely vital to Star Wars that redemption is a thing and without that uh arc with luke and vader we wouldn't have that and i think that's why return of the jedi is the most important film thematically for star wars the action you like the action in return of the jedi yeah what part hmm i like the part where they're fighting. Um, which part were they fighting? Uh, the pipe. Uh, the pipe. Uh, where Boba Fett falls into the Syats. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty intense, what happens pretty then? intense moment. So, tell me how the scene goes. Uh, so, Boba Fett, lots of... 
uh, climbs out of the silent. Oh, you think he climbs out? No, yeah. what happens in the movie? How does he get in the starlight? So it is, so... In the starlight, it cuts off the wits. Then, and then he, then Chewbacca said, what with it? And then, and then uh, Han Solo said, but with it will, will. And then uh, he, he twists he breaks both its stair pads, and Boba Fett crashes into uh, uh, Jabba's the Hutt. Yeah, and he ship. accidentally. And um, then he yeah. falls into the side. Oh. But do you think he survived? Yeah. I mean, that's, that Sarlacc, like, burped and stuff. He survived. You think he survived, huh? Yeah, he survived. Why do you think that? Yeah, because he was, first he was done this. First he was just sleeping, but now he's not. But now he's awake, but now he's not because oh. he wakes up. All right. And he wakes up and he noticed he was the Cyrat. And he shot the Cyrat. And then he climbed out there. And then he used his target to turn it off. Yeah, 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 Hey guys, this is Mike G. Uh, I recently sent you guys Cool Keith's amazing song, Dark Vader. And I also brought to your attention George Lucas's insane-o bonkers Rolling Stone interview from 1977. Um, Yeah, huge fan and moof milker. And I would just like to talk about why Return of the Jedi is really special to me. Um, I was about three and a half years old when Return of the Jedi came out and going to see Return of the Jedi is one of my earliest memories. I obviously was a huge Star Wars fan already because Return of the Jedi was the biggest deal in the world to me. Uh, like I said, my memories before Return of the Jedi get pretty hazy, but I know Star Wars was a huge deal to me. Um, and like I said, it was going to see Return of the Jedi in the theater was such a big deal uh, to me that it's when I kind of came online as uh, as a conscious human being. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I was hugely excited for Return of the Jedi, and I can very vividly remember the night before we were going to see it. I don't think we saw it on opening day, because we went to a matinee, my mom and my uh, two older sisters and I. And the night before, I had an extremely vivid dream that I can still remember to this day perfectly. Uh, it was The dream itself was like a movie. And it was me, my two older sisters, uh, and my mom in the car on our way to see Return of the Jedi. We're in the car. The the camera, so to speak, in the dream is in the car. When we pull into the movie theater parking lot, it, it zooms out and it becomes an aerial shot. And the camera follows the car into the parking lot. Uh, my older sisters and I and my mom get out of the car at a sprint and <laughs> we sprint 
as fast as we can across the parking lot, which for some reason is empty. And this is a three and a half year old's dream. And anyway, as we run towards the movie theater, the aerial shot goes down, 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 down till it's right behind us. And then it's my, my view from my eyes as we burst into the theater. And I'm pretty sure uh, when we get into the theater, the theater is full of creatures, Star Wars creatures and Star Wars people. Uh, and that's where I woke up. And I remember um, getting to the theater, and it was like a very early matinee, like maybe like a 11 a.m. matinee of Return of the Jedi. And I remember being very disappointed that it was like just a bunch of dumb kids in there. Um, I grew up Catholic, so I was used to sitting still and being quiet. And, you know, for me, Return of the Jedi, it was, I, to me, it was a church like. Uh, situation that would require just complete reverence. <laughs> and I remember being just disappointed that it was just a bunch of dumb kids in there, like running around and yelling and stuff. And um, anyway, you know, obviously best movie ever. I may have fallen asleep during it. I pretty much fall, would fall asleep during any movie in the movie theater. Um, but I remember my dad couldn't go. And when I, when we got home, uh, my dad asked me about the movie and my one sentence review of the movie was there's this guy named Jabba and he has a yucky house. And my dad made a song out of that review that we sang throughout my entire childhood, which is Jabba, Jabba, you've got a yucky house. Also, um, for probably my fourth or fifth birthday party, there was a pizza restaurant in my hometown, uh, called Hilltop Pizza in Orleans, Massachusetts that had a big screen TV. I think it was a projection TV and it was right next to Curtis Mathis video rentals. Uh, and so we had pizza and we rented the original star Wars, you know, a new hope, uh, for my birthday party, um, I know this isn't Return of the Jedi. Just wanted to give another example of my dad's amazing Star Wars songs. Uh, after the birthday party, which my dad couldn't attend either. He was working or something. But when I told him about how excited I was uh, about the birthday party and what we did, my two best friends were named Buddy and Bo. And so my dad created this song. Star Wars, I just saw Star Wars on my birthday with Buddy and Bo. <laughs> so classic. All right, guys, hopefully uh, that was not a waste of your time. Love you guys. Keep it up. Bye. Hey, Jason and Gabe, it's Jeff from over here at the Canto Cast, and I just wanted to call in and let you know why I love Return of the Jedi so much. Yes, it is the Ewoks, and yes, it is Luke and Vader, but it's also Admiral Akbar, giving us the iconic line, it's a trap. Even though we all know Leia was the originator of the line in Empire Strikes Back, but... The way Akbar delivers it, there is just something so iconic about it. But 
I also love it because of Luke. Luke was, you know, a Jedi Master now, or so we assume that he's a Jedi Master, and to see him, you know, wield that green lightsaber on the in the deserts of Tatooine was just awesome. But overall, yes, Return of the Jedi is probably one of my favorite films of the saga, and you know, that's just a couple reasons why I love it so much. Can't wait to hear your show. Talk to you guys later. May the Force be with you. Hi, Jason and Gabe. It's Michelle in Chicago. I wanted to leave a memo about Return of the Jedi. Uh, So it's interesting. I've been having a conversation recently with someone about that film. And so I've already kind of distilled it down in my head as to what really stuck with me from that film. And um, I don't know that my choices are very mainstream or they might be weird. They're not plot driven at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, But there were certain characters that really have stuck with me ever since I was, let me do the math, 11 in 1983. And to this day, they still resonate with me. I still love them. I have collections, et cetera, um, around these these characters. So um, first of all, Salacious Crumb is everything. He always has been the second he came on screen. I don't know. Maybe he reminded me of my weird dog that I had when I was a kid. There's there's a slight resemblance, I guess. But also just the puppetry is so incredible. And he's so lifelike. And his cackle never fails to make me laugh. I've seen that movie countless times. Who knows how many times. But every time Salacious Crumb comes on the screen, I laugh. He's just the cutest. I want him to be real. I want to have him for my pet, for my very own to love and squeeze and hold. Also, my headcanon dictates that he easily and safely made it off the barge before it exploded, obviously. I mean, he was hanging from the rafters. It would have been nothing for him to just skitter over to the window and jump out, and he's probably off living his best life with Mrs. Crumb and some baby crumbs somewhere. That's the way it is. You'll never convince me otherwise. The end. Uh, Secondly, the Imperial Red Guards. I really have no good explanation for why. I obsess about them other than they're just visually striking and I'm, I'm a visual person that might just be all it is, but it's been since the very first time I saw them, it was very high priority for me, which is probably odd as an 11 year old girl to get to JC Penny and get me an Imperial Red Guard action figure. I still have it. It's still one of my favorites. Anytime I see Red Guards in any form in any star Wars content, I kind of freak out a little bit on the inside because I just love them. They feed something deep inside me. I don't know. The red against all the black and white in Return of the Jedi really was striking. And um, it was a great choice. I love the design of their uniforms. It's just, there's n- they're, they're fantastic in my eyes. Um, and just briefly, the Ewoks. I don't understand why this is a controversial thing to like the Ewoks. I didn't even know it was controversial until I was probably in college. I I think I read something or someone must have said something to me about them being kind of universally disliked and I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. 
why would we not have cute things? As George Lucas said, of course, of, of course they would have cute things in their universe. We have cute things in our universe. The fact that they are vicious and fierce warriors when they need to be only makes them more interesting. They obviously are a primitive um, society, but they live in the forest. They would know their environment. They would know how to protect themselves against creatures that maybe want to eat them or, or, or whatever. Um, but it, it made perfect sense to me in 1983 as an 11-year-old, like, yeah, they're going to use their environment to defend themselves. And um, I like that they're kind of retconning the fact that there were giant, scary creatures in the woods that were out to get them, and that's why those traps were there. It only just makes more sense. Um, anyway, that's, it's very weird that that's my takeaway from Return of the Jedi. Not anything really plot driven, just, I love the characters, the new additions, especially. And, um, thank you very much. May the force be with you guys. Bye. Jason McGabe. This is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access and I just wanted to weigh in into the Return of the Jedi. Um, It is one of my favorite movies but out of the ten movies that we have out right now for Star Wars, probably rank it right in the middle, probably sitting at about five. Um, Growing up in Star Wars, uh, I had to defend Return of Jedi a lot because uh, you know they would always say oh you mean Star Wars the one with the teddy bears so I didn't have a lot of love for the Ewoks for a long time because of just that but after 30 plus years I'm finally coming around to appreciate the Ewoks but uh, I, I think Return of the Jedi for me has probably one of the best hero moments and that's when Luke grabs his lightsaber from R2 over the Sarlacc pit and uh, it's just one of those great moments and then it gets right after that it's a quick flip to the, one of the worst moments when Boba Fett falls into the Sarlacc pit so I, I don't like Return of the Jedi for that but uh, everything about the Jabba Palace is amazing there's so many great creatures and you always find out more uh, in, in the background of all the creatures that are there and it's just it, it's got some great moments and Jabba is really one of the best puppets ever and it's just even looking back at it now it's just a great he's just such a great creature and uh, I appreciate him more and more Um, but yeah even though Luke's plan makes absolutely no sense um, and I'm not sure what his exact plan was but you know there's that whole kind of mystery in the Jabba Palace uh, to, to try to rescue Han. But I digress. Uh, anything with the Empire uh, in the end with the Death Star and, and the Emperor is just amazing. Um, the fight scene in space uh, with all the TIE Interceptors and all TIE Fighters coming at the, the Rebellion is amazing. It's one of the coolest scenes ever. And just the dynamics of the ground, the space, and everything in the throne room is amazing. Um, The Emperor steals the show and really makes Return of the Jedi more... Uh, like likable, I guess, because of just how it ends, and um, 
just everything that goes on to Luke's struggle and Darth Vader's turn uh, at the end uh, is just fantastic. And Ian McDermott just kind of steals the show with being the Emperor, and he's just one of the best all-time bad guys ever. Um, yeah, I, I really do like Return of the Jedi. I think it's amazing. Um, it, it does have its moments, and uh, I just really do appreciate it as one of uh, one of the Star Wars films. Um, like I said, probably not the not the top, but it's definitely in the middle for me. And uh, yeah, keep up the good work, and may the Force be with you always. This is Jacob calling Blast Points with Jason and Gabe, answering why is Return of the Jedi one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Star Wars movie that's ever existed in the history of all time ever, period. Maybe I can keep this under five minutes because there's a lot of stuff to cover. Anyway, I've made an itemized list of all of the reasons why it's phenomenal, and I've broken down the list into two categories, basically badass moments, badass things, and emotional moments and emotional things, and a couple that overlap both of them, but I'm going to go and I'm going to try to keep this under five minutes. All right, badass. Everything about Jabba's palace is badass. Everything from... You know, C-3PO and R2-D2 trying to talk their way into Jabba's Palace to um, Lando in the Jabba's Palace uh, costume. Great, awesome costume moment. Uh, Lando redeeming himself from uh, Empire. Uh, You know, it it was an awesome toy. Uh, The Rancor and the poor poor Rancor Keeper that just had his pet Rancor, and Luke Skywalker had to go and kill his Rancor for no good reason. But the most badass, awesome, badass, kick-ass moment uh, from Jabba's Palacine is without a doubt Leia in her bounty hunter, boosh, thermal detonator, kicking ass, taking names, moments. I mean, goddammit, we miss you, Carrie. We love you. We know you're one with the force. Jesus, goddammit, come back to us. Anyway, so sad. Um, other badass moments that bleed over to the emotional side of things is when the Death Star is being destroyed and the Millennium Falcon surrounded by fire with Lando and Ninum just flying out of it, fire everywhere, shoots out. Nobody can do woohoo like they do in Star Wars movies, along with yips and yous and woos and um, that stuff. Uh, I mean, that that was just emotionally is such a great moment and payoff for the entire original trilogy. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, the other more emotional but also badass moment is when Luke Skywalker, uh, I mean, Vader kind of tempts him with luring Leia to the dark side and Luke has just had it and he's like never and he shoots you know like goes over and he just starts hammering away at at Vader and I mean emotionally it's just I mean it's such an emotional scene it's just so intense and I I mean I think so far as cutting off the limbs of Anakin I think Kenobi still holds the title because he took out like three limbs with one one or two swipes 
we'll have to check the records on that. But, uh, I mean, emotionally, that was just... Man, you, you know, there's like Dooku, Kenobi, and Luke. Or, man, Anakin just has a hard time with the limbs of all the characters. Anyway, that is just such an emotional scene right there. Like the... the ah, love it. So... The other emotional scenes, without a doubt, if you are not crying or water-eyed or whatever during the funeral pyre where Lucas finally brought Anakin back from the dark side and he has the funeral pyre for him and the music and the score and the scene, the imagery, I mean, if you, if that doesn't make you cry, then you sure as hell better have cried when Yoda died because I swear to God, that ruined my childhood. He was my favorite little puppet toy, you know, as a child. And watching him die on screen was one of the hardest traumas I had to get over as a child. The only thing more devastating than when Yoda died is absolutely when Nanta, Nanta, the Ewok, fallen saving Private Ryan moment dies in the blast and his buddy Ewok goes over them goes over to him cuddles him cries and they were just cute little teddy bear looking things and George Lucas had to go and kill one and even now there needs to be a monument to Nanta who gave his life for the rebel cause and help to win the battle of Endor, Forest Moon of Endor. And before I go, I think we all have to talk about the fact that, yes, Boba Fett died in that moment, and it was cheap, and they retconned it back in that he was alive, but it's still a classic moment that I still find myself quoting to this day. All right, I'm officially over five minutes, so, I mean, screw it. Uh... I love you guys. Great podcast. A shout out to the Martinez's, uh, Ricardo and Mar- uh, Marissa, and also to Brian and Liam. You guys rock. And may the force be with you. Live long and prosper. Um, yes. I love you, Carrie Fisher. Goodbye. Hi, this is Brandon in Arizona. One of the things I love most about Return of the Jedi is the space battle over Endor. You have so many ships on screen, but you always know what is going on, and you care about the characters you're seeing. And to this day, it still holds up as a fantastic space battle that I would put against anything out there in the history of cinema. And the main reason I love Return of the Jedi is the throne room scenes with Luke, Vader, and the Emperor. Luke has to overcome physical danger, moral temptation, and something he didn't even know to expect, which was the Force Lightning from the Emperor. He was able to do that not just from his training with Obi-Wan and Yoda, but through his compassion and his selflessness he changes Vader's mind and heart and he helps him refind the light side and 
it's Vader who finally overcomes the Emperor and casts him down into the pit. That is just such a perfect ending for that story, and I just love it every time I watch it. That is why I love Return of the Jedi. Here's a few bonus items that I also enjoy. Uh, the scene where we get all the alliance coming together. We got so many new characters that are all cool. Got the new ships. We got all the forest action and humor down on Endor. And all the stuff with Yoda and Luke and Obi-Wan over on Dagobah. It's great stuff. That's uh, some of the things I love about Return of the Jedi. And I'm happy to hear all the great things about this movie. Talk to you later. This is Tom Mansell from the Slumberland podcast, and Return of the Jedi happens to be uh, a Star Wars film that has probably the most fond memories for me, because it's the first Star Wars movie that I ever saw in the theater, because I was just old enough at the time that it came out to go see it, and uh, I do have memories of definitely the Rancor monster scene, of seeing that as a little kid, how enormous it was on the screen and just being like, whoa. Uh, But um, since that first time of seeing it, I've really grown to appreciate how uh, quiet and mellow the movie starts out with um, the scene with R2-D2 and C-3PO just walking through the desert quietly, bickering, and uh, getting to Jabba's palace. For some reason, those more calm moments, uh, especially that one, is just a really favorite beginning to a Star Wars movie for me. Uh, But of course, there's the awesome guard droid that is just ridiculous and hilarious and that that comes out of Jabba's palace's door. Um, And the the whole first part of the movie, just um, how amazing the whole set is of Jabba's palace, all the creatures and aliens that live there. They're just packed into the place. I just I really enjoyed the absurdity and awesomeness of Jabba the Hutt himself, this like giant slugworm creature that is that somehow so powerful and menacing uh, without moving really much at all. <laughs> and uh, uh, what else? What else? Um, uh, of course, I, I really did enjoy the original music numbers in Jabba's Palace, uh, from the original version of Return of the Jedi. I never quite got that same feeling with uh, the changes that were made. Um, When Luke first shows up in his Jedi Knight outfit, um, just the the confidence that he exudes and um, the whole, everything that he says that contributes to the the scheme, the plan, uh, the rescue for Han Solo is just awesome. It's just really exciting how all the parts come into place with all the different uh, characters on the heroic side. And um, then once uh, Jabba's skiff explodes and uh, the heroes escape, uh, I have a thing happen that with Return of the Jedi that happens to me with other Star Wars films. And that is um, when I'm watching it these days, I just feel like skipping the middle part of the movie and pretty much just jumping to the third act or closer to the end. Uh, I will say, with Return of the Jedi, I always thought that the scout troopers were really cool. They just seemed like this awesome new vision of what a stormtrooper could be. Uh, They had, like, the cool athletic-style outfits, you know, and the cool bikes. So that was definitely a favorite of mine. 
from that whole Endor portion of the movie. But definitely um, the next big moment for me comes when uh, Luke meets the Emperor and we see who this Emperor is uh, in terms of his full menacing power and and, and really what his um, plans are you know, involving Luke. Uh, and uh, he's just the epitome of a villain, an all-time great villain. It's an awesome, you know, great ending to the movie. And, uh, yeah, I think that about sums up Return of the Jedi. I, the, for, as far as the movie goes, I will just say that uh, it generated some awesome toys that I remember buying or being given back in the 80s. And my favorites among those were the Max Rebo three-piece set, those three characters uh, and the droid torture set and uh, that um, bony looking white droid was definitely a favorite of mine uh, and I cannot remember what sort of um, made up stories I, I concocted with those play sets but they were, definitely were a lot of fun alright thanks for inviting me to contribute this I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone else has to say about Return of the Jedi take care guys Last points. Uh, my name's Peter. I want to share my Return of the Jedi memories with you guys. Um, but first, I got to tell you that um, I played with my older sister's hand-me-down Star Wars figures, and we played together. So my understanding of the Star Wars saga was not a hundred percent. So when I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater, that was the first Star Wars movie I saw, and uh, I was surprised to find out that Luke and Vader were father and son. I was also grossed out by his head. Um, and I was also surprised to see that uh, Han and Leia were not married. Uh, they did not live in the Millennium Falcon. And Snaggletooth was not their son. <laughs> so those are my Return of the Jedi memories. Um, keep up the good work on the show. Uh, love what you guys do. And uh, thanks. Bye. It's Brittany here, and I am just submitting my reasons why I love Return of the Jedi. Of course, I could go on for hours about why I love the film, but I'm going to try and keep it brief. And to start off with, of course, my one of my top reasonings would be the Ewoks, because I just love them. I've always loved them since I first watched the movie when I was really, really young. So, of course, I automatically thought they were just adorable. Um, but now as I'm older, I, I, I adore them. I love looking at them and realized when Last Jedi came out, it's kind of the same thing with the Porgs. Like, they look kind of ridiculous, but I just love looking at them all day. All day, every day. Um, After that, I'd have to say Leia dressed as Boosh is definitely on the top of my list. I mean, there's no explanation for that. It's pretty pretty awesome. After that, I'd have to go with uh, Jedi Rocks, because, yes, Return of the Jedi eventually gave us Jedi Rocks. Maybe not right away, of course, but... We did get that gem eventually because of the film. And after that, my next would have to be the Luke Invader scenes. All of them. I couldn't really choose one because they all really hit my emotions. And it's I think it's one of the parts of the film that just make give it such great depth. in the series in general, too. The saga in general, but the movie especially. And after that, I know people have a lot of hot takes on this, but... The celebration at the end of the film, of course, I saw the original version uh, first and foremost, so that one always has a special place in my heart, as does Yub Nub, Um, but I do like the new 
I, I do like the new Celebration song from the 2004 release. And uh, I'm a little on the fence about Hayden Christensen. I don't hate it that he was added. I can see why if you're a new viewer, like if you've never, like your first time watching him is from episode one and on, it definitely makes sense because that's maybe what, especially kids, that's what they envision Anakin as being. And just coming back around to Anakin the Jedi or um, kind of before he was Vader, I just think that's kind of a nice touch. But of course, the original ending is always going to have a special place because that's the one that I remember and that's the one that gives me that most nostalgia um so that about wraps it up i probably went on longer than i wanted to and i know i missed a bunch of things but i just wanted to say thank you so much for um asking for listener reviews and reasonings why we love the movie this whole month has been wonderful and thanks again may the force be with you bye guys Hey guys, this is John from the Blockade Runner podcast, and the short answer as to why I love Return of the Jedi is the fact that it features my favorite line in all of Star Wars, which is, I am a Jedi like my father before me, and that's just about one of the best moments um, in any movie ever, and I love it. But the uh, slightly longer answer, and I was thinking about this the other day, is that um, I think Return of the Jedi really like perfectly balances the need to have a fun adventurous kind of like mass audience broad appeal conclusion to the star wars saga but it balances that with this really heavy like emotional and like thematically rich conclusion as well so you know it opens up on tatooine and it's fun and it's like hey i was born here well you're gonna die here you know like kind of just like it's just star wars it's fun um and the endor stuff is really fun and it's it's great but then um you know that final throne room scene with with vader and the emperor and luke is just so intense and there's so much going on and it's surprising and shocking and um like I said, it features that moment with Luke Skywalker sort of making the ultimate uh, Jedi um, light side kind of choice to to uh, show empathy and 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 not to strike his father down. And um, I just love the fact that Return of the Jedi can kind of balance um, being a fun, light, adventurous movie that in some ways has to kind of retell the story of A New Hope, but then also... Um, it can bring this intensity and, and thematic richness to it as well. So, um, I don't know if I always really gave it credit for so kind of perfectly balancing those two things, but, uh, but I I think it's amazing. Hey, Blast Points. This is Allison from Boston calling to give you guys my... Uh, feelings and memories of Return of the Jedi for Return of the Jedi Month, which I have been absolutely loving. Thank you guys so much for doing it. Every episode has been phenomenal, and I love that movie. It is so important to me. Um, I have just a somewhat interesting story about my associations with Return of the Jedi. When I first watched the Star Wars trilogy, it was right after the uh, special editions came out and I watched the VHSs at my cousin's house. This was back when I was in like second grade or first grade. Um, And it was, yeah, second grade. Um, My dad had to come pick uh, me and my sister up 
like about halfway through Return of the Jedi, so we weren't actually able to finish the whole trilogy that weekend. And as a result, it actually took me a while to finish Return of the Jedi. Not that I wasn't re-watching the movies, because I was immediately after having seen them the first time I was, you know, hooked for life. I had my parents get me the box set for Christmas, and before that we were watching the old uh, VHS recordings my dad had made of when the trilogy had played on TV, but it was the, you know, theatrical, you know, quote-unquote theatrical release versions before the special editions. So I saw the special editions first, then I went back and I saw the theatrical release versions, and I remember just being kind of like, wait a second, I, I remember a lot of things happening that are not here, and, you know, I was kind of disappointed with the lack of Jedi Rocks, I'm always going to be a Jedi Rocks fan for life because it was the first version of any song in Jabba's Palace that I saw or heard, and I absolutely fell in love with it. So I remember when I watched Return of the Jedi again, um, I was kind of like, wait, that's it? What happened to Jedi Rocks? So, yeah, I mean, unpopular opinion, but I'm Jedi Rocks for life. Um, And... Another thing that was kind of funny was when I was a kid, I was, you know, weirdly wimpy about some things, and I would, instead of, like, you know, fast-forwarding or leaving the room, I would just stop the movie before those moments would come that I, in my imagination, deemed to be so terrifying or disturbing, and for whatever reason, I was really scared to see what Darth Vader would look like without his helmet off. I knew that he took his helmet off at the end of Return of the Jedi. Somehow, I think my cousin told me. And I was worried that he was going to look all gross and, like, squishy and scarred and stuff. And my sister was, too. We both kind of were wimps about it. So for about the first six months of our Star Wars fandom, whenever we watched Return of the Jedi, we would turn it off before the throne room scene or any of the finale because we didn't want to see Vader without his helmet on. And I know, it's so weird. Eventually we got over it, and we watched it, and we loved it. But from then on, and even until this day, because of just those six months of having watched the movie so many times without actually finishing it, we, to me, the ending still feels a lot more unfamiliar and new than any of the other moments in the original trilogy. I kind of love even more for that, because it it feels fresher, and that's just having gone only six months in a 20-year time frame of having not watched it. But, I mean, it is the best part of that movie is the whole, you know, Vader, Emperor, Luke standoff. It's just phenomenal. And every time I get to that point, like, a little part of my brain is like, oh, this is new. Um, so I guess I have my second grade self to thank for that experience because if it weren't for being unreasonably wimpy about it I wouldn't have that you know fresh exciting feeling every time I watch Return of the Jedi um you know and I love the whole movie Jabba's Palace which is honestly freakier than Vader without his helmet but I loved it so much when I was a kid it was my favorite thing and it always will be one of the best things that Star Wars has ever given us Uh, and Jedi Rocks for life. Um, Thank you so much, Blast Points. 
Uh, I love the show and may the force be with you. Hey guys, Jason Langendorfer here. For some reason, people tend to brush off Return of the Jedi, and I've never understood why. It's a great movie all around. I thought it when I first saw it at the Liberty Theater in Astoria, Oregon when I was nine, and I still think it today at the ripe old age of 43. The hype around this movie was unbelievable, and nine-year-old me could hardly sleep due to my excitement in the days leading up to the release. From the moment that Imperial Shuttle ST-321 flew out of that Star Destroyer and we got to see the new Death Star for the first time, to that iconic scene of seeing Darth Vader remove his mask, I was completely and utterly absorbed. If I had to pick just one scene as my favorite, it has to be the speeder bike chase. Watching those bikes speed through the forest had me on the edge of my seat and still does today, even though I obviously know how it ends. Last summer, I actually took my kids to that location in the California Redwoods, and it was like being nine years old again. I look forward to hearing everyone else's thoughts on Return of the Jedi. Keep up the great work on the podcast, guys. I really enjoy it, and may the Force be with you. Points. This is Stephanie calling from Boston with my love of Return of the Jedi in honor of ROTJ in the USA month, which has been the best month ever. I have always fluctuated between whether or not Return of the Jedi or Empire is my favorite film of the original trilogy. Um, And honestly, it's whichever I'm watching, but I will always have a special place in my heart for Return of the Jedi. When I was younger, it was hands down my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I love so much about it. Jabba's Palace is a wonder, a joy from start to finish. Even when I was terrified of it as a kid, I loved it. I would have recurring nightmares that I was stuck in Jabba's palace, but it was still my absolute favorite part of the movie. So, you know, take that as you will, I guess. Um, Also, the Emperor has the best lines and the most quotable lines, I would argue, in possibly all of Star Wars in this movie. And I feel like I'm constantly quoting him um, whenever... Anything is going the way I'd like it to. I just always say, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen it. And sometimes I laugh. I got that from my dad, who used to also always quote the emperor. Um, The Ewoks, especially the Ewok village. Oh my gosh. Eight-year-old me lost their minds at that. I wanted so badly to live in a treehouse village. And there was no way that I will ever grow out of that. I still want to live in a treehouse village. And the ending will always make me cry. There's just no way to get around it. I grew up on the special editions. It's the version I first saw when they came out on VHS. And 
I have to say that all my love to Yubnub, but for me, the music that John Williams wrote for the special editions ending of Return of the Jedi is just the best. It is so beautiful. And when you see it with the images of everyone celebrating and hugging and all the Force ghosts and the fireworks and the beautiful family portrait at the end, I just always cry, and I have since I was eight years old. It was the first movie I can remember, or the first movie moment I can remember, that made me that emotional. And that's, that's Star Wars. I love Return of the Jedi, love Blast Points. Thanks so much for celebrating the movie this month. Bye. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. great what a you know that pretty much covers it all i would say it's not every month that gets to be return of the jedi month so thank you everyone for joining in in the madness and spending 31 days how many days are there in august 31 days uh 31 days of return of the jedi i hope everyone watched return of the jedi 31 times like we did <laughs> <laughs> i love return of the jedi a lot it's my favorite star wars movie of all time it's solid gold from beginning to end I, I don't have a bad bone about it, but, you know, I think throughout the course of Return of the Jedi Month, we've heard it all with Return of the Jedi and people's opinions and amazing stuff from Kirk Thatcher and Tom Spina and J.W. Rinsler. And it's it's been quite the Return of the Jedi Month. Been a good one. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your voice messages. And that pretty much wraps up this episode of Bonus Points. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. 